0: Joining me now on the Lakeshore Records podcast is the award-winning composer of the fantastic score Moonlight, it's Nicholas Brattel. Nicholas, how are you, sir?
1: I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on the show.
0: I'm very, very pleased to be talking to you today. And as I mentioned, you are an award-winning composer because you just won the Hollywood Music in Media Award for Best Original Score for Moonlight. Uh, How was that for you?
1: It was incredibly exciting. Um, you know, I'm I'm so honored to have been a part of the project, and uh, that was a really uh, it was a really, really wonderful moment uh, for for us in the film. Uh, to, to receive that award.
0: Yeah, it does seem to me uh, like Moonlight is kind of, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And I, I seem to be reading news almost on a daily basis of, you know, the, the film is now opening in more screens and more people are becoming aware of it. And it just seems like the film has become this runaway success.
1: Well, it's really been, it's been pretty amazing. I mean, we, we all believed so strongly in the film, uh, you know, throughout the making of the film, we all felt it was a very, a very special project, and um, and it was a very meaningful project to all of us. Um, so it, it's it really is um, it's a very exciting uh, you know feeling to have it uh, getting out there and and having more more and more people get the chance to to see the film and to and to experience it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can imagine. I cannot. Unfortunately, the film isn't out in the UK as yet, uh, but I believe it opens here early 2017. So I don't have too long to wait. In the meantime, I have your fantastic score to listen to, so uh, I'm gearing myself up for the film's release. Well, thank you. Before we delve into the world of Moonlight, and I I'd I have some questions for you, if we could, I'd like to talk a little bit about your, your musical background. And from what I understand it, you you began playing music uh, at a very early age, and I believe you were actually a film music fan uh, from an early age. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that for me?
1: Yes, absolutely. That's, that's exactly right. I started playing the piano... Uh, actually, when I was five years old. And uh, in fact, it was the movie Chariots of Fire, which first really inspired me musically. I had seen the movie, and, uh, and I was so enthralled with that uh, theme music that Vangelis wrote. Mm. <laughs> and uh, we had a very old, upright piano in our apartment, and I went over and I tried to figure out how to play that that theme music. And, uh, and I asked my, my mom for piano lessons because of that. So, so absolutely. Uh, I did start music young but it was also very uh you know related to film music from an early age as well
0: so <laughs> were you as well as listening to film music did you listen to contemporary music as well because i read that you were i mean you've you've been you've been a part of a, of a few projects one of them being a hip hop project uh the witness protection program so was there kind of um a, a love of you know pop music hip hop music as well as film music
1: Absolutely. I, um, I was trained classically from a very young age and, um, and there was a period of time actually during high school where I, I really strongly considered being a full-time concert pianist, but, um, it was really an interest in, in being more of a collaborative artist, I guess, in the sense like Mm -hmm. film. And I was in a band, I was in a hip hop band in college. Um, but, uh, you know, for, to answer your question, I mean, as far as other types of music, I, um, I've always loved really, all sorts of music and, and in a lot of ways I don't really um I don't even like to sort of break music down into different genres because to some extent it's it's all music, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. there's just different different sounds and different rhythms and different harmonies. But um, you know, I really love thinking about the commonalities across all, all different music. And, um, so, you know, absolutely. I, when I was young, I mean, I would, I would bring the Beatles, you know, on a vacation and I would bring Mozart too, you know, and, and, uh, and as I got older, um, you know, in, in our band in college, for example, uh, you know, it was hip hop and we would perform, uh, you know, for, for many years, we performed, uh, you know, live instrumental hip hop and, Mm. Um, so, so I really love, uh, thinking about music in that, in sort of those, the broadest possible terms.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I totally agree with you. As far as I'm concerned, a good song is a good song, regardless if it's Mozart or Bach. Exactly. um, Exactly. A Tricle Quest, you know, a, a good song is a good song, regardless, regardless of the genre. But I mean, you've been playing music and you've been performing, uh, Pretty much most of your life now. Do you still have the passion to to get on stage, or do you find yourself now wanting to be more in the studio, uh, working with other people?
1: It's a great question. You know, actually, I spend I, I these days spend a lot of time in the studio, and I'm actually very excited to kind of get out of the studio and and perform. Uh, <laughs> Uh, next week, in fact, we're uh, Tim Fain, the incredible virtuoso violinist who performed the the, the violin solos in Moonlight. Um, he and I are, are uh, performing some music from the film at uh, a New York Times talk here, here in New York uh, next week, actually. And uh, and also we've we've just announced we are going to be uh, having a a full live scoring with an orchestra of Moonlight in Los Angeles in early January of next year. So we're going to be performing with the Wordless Music Orchestra and I'll be on the piano and Tim will play violin and and we'll actually play the whole score live with the movie um in January. Wow. So yeah, so we're so I I'm I'm incredibly excited about those types of opportunities to to perform and uh and in in a lot of ways there's there's really, you know, it's a very it's a very wonderful feeling to, to write music and get the chance to share it live with people.
0: I can imagine. I mean, I'm, I'm completely envious now of anybody that gets to uh, gets to witness this because I'm, I've am i been listening to, uh, I, in one of my roles working for Lakeshore, I work on some of their social media as well as their uh, vinyl titles. Mm. And as soon as I knew Moonlight was coming to vinyl, I was like, right, I need to sit down and I need to listen to this record. And I've no word of a lie. I've probably listened to it at least once a day. Oh my God. For... The last month, maybe a little bit longer, and it's it's one of those soundtracks that, or one of those your. I mean, it is a soundtrack in the classic sense because there are songs also uh, on the record. There's there's your score, but there are also uh, there are four tracks, um, four actual song tracks as well. And I love the tracks that were chosen. They they work in, even though I haven't seen the film, I kind of get an idea. Mm. From the score that you've created, I paint this mental picture in my head and I've seen the trailer for the film a number of times. I've read some of the reviews about the film. So I kind of I have this picture in my mind and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be uh, what I expect when I finally see the film on the big screen. And one of the things that I've really enjoyed about your score is its emotional density. It's a very heavy score, and I don't mean that in the sense of you know it's it's depressing or it's you know it's dour. It's it's just there's an intensity, an emotional weight that you you've brought to this character that I just I I simply fell in love with, and it's one of the reasons why I I have been going back to it on a daily basis. You know what was your kind of thank you? What no no thank you seriously because it's. It's one of those sounds, I listen to a lot of film music for my uh, actual job, so sure. anytime I can listen to something more than once or twice, it's usually a bonus. Mm. When I'm listening to it on a daily basis, I'm kind of like, you know, this one's a bit special. There, there's wow. something to this one. So it's why, it's why it's a pleasure for me to talk to you today. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about... Well, that means a
1: lot to me, so thank oh, you. No, it's
0: it's. it's, it's Trust me. It's it's nice to be able to speak to somebody that's uh, as creative and has delivered such a wonderful wonderful score. Was there kind of when you were collaborating or when you were creating the score, what were the guidelines set out for you? Well, you know what's interesting is I think
1: to to your to your point about the emotional uh, you know breadth Mm. of the of the music and and what some of the early thoughts that that Barry and I discussed, I mean, I think the, the real, the real early emotional feeling that I got was right from reading the screenplay. Um, you know, when I read the screenplay, and then when I actually saw the first early cuts of the film, the first feeling I had was this feeling of, of just profound poetry Mm. that Barry had created. Um, the movie is such a, is such a beautiful, tender, sensitive, film. Um, and it's very powerful. And I think for me, the biggest thing was translating those emotions and those feelings that I had from, from my first experience with the project, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, thinking about how do you translate those feelings into music? And the question really became focused in the sense of, um, you know, if I have that feeling of the poetry of the film, uh, what is the musical analog of, of that? What right. what is that musical sound of poetry? And interestingly, uh, I was sort of trying to channel that idea. And I uh, there's a piece that I sent to Barry that I wrote called, and I actually titled the piece "Piano and Violin Poem," hmm. uh, because I was really trying to you know put my mind into that state. And that piece of music is what became. Little's theme. Oh. Which okay. you hear right away. Yeah. So that was that po- that piece I called poem was it actually did become the main you know, really in some ways the main theme of mm. the film, which evolves over the course of the movie. Uh, you know, Little's theme, uh it's piano and violin, uh, some more intimate texture right at, right away from the start. And then it, you know, the film is divided into three chapters. So um in chapter two uh, little theme evolves into Chiron's theme. It's a yeah. bit deeper. Yeah. Um, it's actually pitched down, um, and then in Chapter Three, uh, it returns as Black's theme, and there it's orchestrated for an ensemble of cellos, and is uh, and is and is deeper yet still there. So um, you know, and and we can certainly talk about the, the the many ways in which the music evolves over the course of the film, but but that emotional feeling of. Um, of, of translating that feeling I had of poetry from the project into music, that was really that first uh, starting point mm. for exploring the, the music of the film.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the reason I ask is because, I mean, you've worked on some very big films uh, recently, The Big Short and then 12 Years a Slave, these big, uh, you know, award-winning, award-nominated films. And I just wondered if the approach was uh, any different for you When you approach a piece like this, because it's it's kind you're documenting the story of one man and one man's journey, and there are ups and downs within his journey. He goes through some very tough time, but it it does seem like he has heart throughout the entire film. Mm -hmm. And this is the impression I'm getting from your score. So I just wondered if that was something that was discussed. And it's kind of was that the idea going into it or was it different from when you were working on a film like The Big Short or 12 Years a Slave? Well, for me,
1: I really uh, I think one of the incredibly exciting things about film and film music is that each project I, I really approach each project totally differently. You know, I think mm. and I think that's what's what's wonderful about it is that in in a sense, each film is its own new set of challenges and, and its own new adventure where you have to figure things out in a way like i i've always felt that each film has has the potential to have its own totally unique score that is really that really resonates with the film um and feels like it's woven into the movie's fabric um so uh, you know in a lot of ways the, the that the way i start is that emotional experience you know thinking about the story thinking about how i feel early discussions with the director and um and then i think one of the amazing things about film music is that it is such a mysterious process where you actually don't really know what works until you put it up against the picture you really don't no matter how much experience you have i think it's impossible to know until you see that alchemy of how the music functions with the with Mm. the
0: picture how how early in the process were you brought on i mean you mentioned the script were you were you always a part of the film
1: um, I was brought on, you know, so I read the script before before shooting commenced. Mm. Um, my work with Barry really uh did not take you know, take its sort of fullest form until after the movie was shot. So, you know, I, I had the opportunity to have an early experience of the project. Right. Um, but our real collaboration began in earnest. Um after the the shoot and after the film had begun being edited, and that's really where uh, where the music can actually start sort of taking its form, yeah. um, because it is such a you know you know the the way that the music and the edit come together is really this almost sort of like ballet dance you know where mm-hmm. where they they each can if you if you begin working early you know they each can inform the other um, and you can make interesting discoveries about where you know where certain music goes and how that maybe changes perceptions of a scene, um, and uh, you know, it, so it's so it's very exciting. And, and every project's different. Some projects you get brought on very late, um, yeah, which yeah. which is its own set of you know uh, interesting challenges. Um, <laughs> but but I think you know having getting involved earlier is is interesting because you have more time to uh, think about ideas and you have more time to try things out. Um, So one of the one of the great things that Barry and I were able to do is Barry would, um, uh, you know, he's based in in Los Angeles, but he would fly to New York and we would, uh, you know, sit in my studio for really just days, Mm. days on end and uh, and and experiment with things, you know, and and try things out. And I would play pieces for him and we would put them against the picture and we would see what was happening and then i would have sort of various uh you know if they were instrument colors or sounds or textures or mm. or or whole pieces that i would put together and and we'd try out and um and the amazing thing is you know you sort of certain scenes you Maybe don't have any music, and and that can be as as important yeah. uh, a discovery as as putting music somewhere. You know, I mean, a lot of the times it's the silences that can be so powerful. Especially, you know, in a in a film like Moonlight, there really are scenes where um, where it's actually the silence and the uh, the intimacy of being with characters mm. who themselves may just be sitting with each other or looking at each other, and there's something so poignant about that where. At times, music might help that, but at other times, music might be completely unnecessary. Um, and and in those cases, it's almost like the world is the score, you know, yeah. where yeah. the movie itself is, you know, is its own is its own full environment, and and it doesn't need a, a musical uh, comment. No, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, so those are the things that I think. Yeah, you know, that you, when you have time to to explore things very closely, those are really the things where you can be so. Um, specific and subtle about what you, what yeah, you want to Yeah, I mean, it's
0: do. fantastic to hear. I, I, one of the, probably the, my main bugbear about certain films, and it's mainly because I am such a, a film music fan, is when a film is overscored and it, it does happen. It doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. And, and you're right, you know, sometimes letting the universe, letting the uh, the waves crashing or the birds chirping or the the trees rustling, that's your soundtrack right there. There's no need mm-hmm. to put music over the top of that because it's already helping what's on the screen. Um, were you already thinking of ideas uh, when you got the script? Do you have... Do, do ideas start forming kind of like the minute you are... Attached to a project,
1: you know, it's it, it's interesting. I think that sometimes I'm not even conscious of it, uh, of the way that happens. But <laughs> but you know, to some extent, yes. I mean, I think that every project really is different. So some projects, you you maybe the maybe the ideas that come to you right away are are types of sounds or types of, uh, Mm. orchestrations or types of, you know, um, or, or, or certain rhythms, you know, definitely different things immediately come to you. Now, whether those things actually end up being in the movie or whether any of that is even correct is (laughs) totally, you know, much later discovery, (laughs) because I've certainly had the experience where, you know, I've worked on a project and I have had, had very early ideas and then the moment you put them against the first cut of the movie, you're like, wow, none of that is right <laughs> and and I think that's okay. You know, I think sometimes, um I, I really believe that it is such a journey to, you know, figuring out the music mm-hmm. in a film. And um, you know, figuring out what the music shouldn't be or what doesn't work is incredibly helpful and yep. incredibly uh, useful, um, to, to getting to where you need to go. So I sort of view all of those things, you know, they're really, a, there's no right or wrong. It's just, you put things up against the picture and some things feel right and some things don't. And I think the mm. a lot of the key is being, uh, sensitive to your own, uh, uh, experience of what you're watching. That's really yeah. the thing, you know, and I, and I yeah. think that when you put something up, I do sort of have this, It's not, you know, it's more of a faith, I guess, in the sense, like I've sort of a faith or a hope that, you know, when when something does work, I think you you feel it Mm. and you get a sort of there's there's a very specific kind of feeling that happens when a scene really works with music. Um, I think it's, you know, there's an interaction with the way things come together. It almost changes your perceptions of scenes often, you know, when the music is added to a scene you almost you look at the the, the picture differently and um, there's almost sometimes like a shiver you get down your spine or a you know it's like almost like a physical sensation and I think um, those are the things where when you're sensitive to that, um, I think that can guide you. Hmm. Uh, towards an answer or towards what yeah. you're looking for, yeah. um, and and yet you know there's many times that 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 doesn't happen, and you you know <laughs> and you keep looking, you keep you know you keep exploring. So it's a very you know it's it, it can be a very humbling process at the same time where you know you're like hmm okay that wasn't quite right you know <laughs> you just keep yeah. looking.
0: <laughs> no, I t- I mean I totally yeah. you, you, like you, like you said you don't know how a scene is going to play out until you're actually seeing it and hearing it because mm-hmm. what you what exactly. you thought in your head may work one way you find out that well, actually no this doesn't work at all but this piece may be good for something else uh, maybe in the movie or somewhere else down the line and i mean you mentioned collaborating with Barry on the score together did you mm-hmm. have any kind of um, any kind of musical input in the actual songs that were chosen for the film as well because the the songs on the soundtrack they're quite different i don't know what context they used in the film um, but they are quite different from each other. Did you mm-hmm. have any kind of, um, you know, pointing anyone in the right direction when it came to the actual songs in the film? Well,
1: actually, the, um, the, the source tracks, like, for example, the Barbara Lewis song, uh, Hello Stranger, yeah. you know, that song, uh, as an example, was even in the screenplay. You know, Barry knew he wanted that oh. from very early on, and Barry had a very specific uh, musical ideas for those source tracks. Um, I would say there's one, there is one track with the Mozart, uh, piece, the, the, the yeah. Vesperae. um, that is actually a, a piece that I, early on, um, I had sent, uh, that to Barry, um, as just an, an inspiration point, you know, just something that I loved mm-hmm. that I was listening to. And, um, and interestingly, uh, uh, Barry, we tried it out in a scene, in the, in the scene in the film and. Uh, it worked so beautifully and in a way you know so it was mm. sort of like I'm not gonna you know that's gonna stay in the movie <laughs> and and the version yeah. in the movie actually we uh, I conducted that recording that's in the film, so that's that is one wow. that I made for the movie uh that Mozart recording um but but you know so it so it was really I would say you know uh the vast majority of those, if not all the source uh cues uh are uh, Barry's hmm. you know uh, choosing and and, and yeah, pieces that yeah. he was very uh, specific to those scenes with um, and then the Mozart was one where uh, that was that was sort of the one let's say almost like classical piece that besides the score that's in the yeah. movie that I helped uh you know move in that direction a little
0: bit yeah yeah did the film actually have a temporary score um as a guide for you i know i know it doesn't happen all the time but it it does happen in some cases i just wondered if if barry had knowing how important the music is to the film i just wondered if he had uh placed any music to certain scenes and then said to you well this is kind of what i have in mind and then you were able to take that and then go and create your own
1: well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, things like the Mozart, for example, Barry and I did have these very early conversations. Uh, so something like the Mozart actually we put in very early, right. you know, and that was there uh, as, a, as an idea. And I think that often on films, you know, um, one of the interesting things about temp is that it can provide a, a conversation point. Mm-hmm. So whether something's even in the movie or whether something's just talked about, you know, music can be very difficult to. Describe with language, <laughs> and so I think in many different films, one of the you know there there are certainly some uh, you know drawbacks with with any idea of temp. But I think one of the positives is that you can have a conversation. So, for example, when we talked about the Mozart, you know, there is a feeling of of beauty to that piece mm-hmm. that I love, that Barry loved, um, and I think having a you know having a discussion point, and seeing how that. Uh, Interactive with a picture, you know, things like that can be very interesting and illuminating. Um, so, you know, that I, I think as well, one of the nice things with Moonlight was that because I was involved very early on, in some sense, you know, you're able to get your own themes yes. into the movie yeah, yeah. right away. You know, so for example, like as soon as Little's theme was there you know we were able then to use that theme and immediately start finding the places where that goes so so i think that's the you know that's one of the nice things about being involved early where you can kind of uh you can almost kind of help temp the movie uh with your own instincts and and pieces yeah yeah
0: yeah. how uh were primarily were the were the tracks for the the score was everything primarily written on the piano or do you do you kind of play around with ideas on different instruments to kind of get the feel of the track?
1: Actually, it's really on many different instruments. Uh, i you know i I write in different ways. I mean, sometimes I write away from the computer or the piano um, with with little theme, for example, with that piano violin poem piece. Um, I actually uh, sent that to Barry, fully recorded. Oh, nice. um, so I sent it to him as that as a piano with real violin. Um, Tim fain uh you know my my friend and and, and the amazing violinist mm. in the score he um he, you know he uh he came over and we actually recorded uh that piece because i I often feel that the the early experiences that that one has with music are totally changed by the sounds and so mm, you know yes. for example um hearing the the more it's possible to have the the sound you're looking for even in an early demo kind of recording, uh the better. Hmm. So um, you know, that's something where uh, you know, being able to hear even for me too, you know, being able to hear the way that Tim was gonna play the violin. Um, I think that's something that's so impactful. Uh and and actually really inspired me once I was hearing some of those sounds, really? I was then able to imagine other types of textures and then it would have you know things Things really evolve in this kind of very nice kind of nonlinear way where, you know, one idea interestingly changes other ideas and they sort of go, go back and forth. So, Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you, do you find that you, do you work on kind of one track at a time or is it a constant kind of process in your head where you're thinking of things constantly and then you, you kind of have to stop and write, I need to get this part down Um, because I have an idea that this will be good for this scene or do you set out to write, okay, this is the scene that I'm working on now. This is the piece I'm going to write.
1: It's interesting. I mean, I think, um, I think it, 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 it varies a lot. Um, Definitely uh, when you're actually working on a piece uh, it's good to get as focused on that as possible. However, what does happen often is as you're figuring something out in one piece You know, the nature of scores is that you're basically creating this kind of architecture over Mm -hmm. an hour and a half to two hours. You know, you're you're constantly – you're writing individual pieces, but you're constantly trying to figure out the way that things (laughs) link together and map together and – and um so absolutely like it often happens while i'm writing one piece i immediately say to myself oh my god i know what i can do <laughs> you know <laughs> in in minutes 45 when this happens yeah. and you figure out you know um and uh so that definitely is uh is quite common where one idea immediately sort of interrupts the other. And you're like, oh, maybe maybe I'll start looking at, at that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated by the way composers work. I mean, how you do what you do is just, it's mind-blowing to me because you're able to create you know anything from 35 to 90 minutes worth of music and that itself is an emotional journey and that's what i get when i listen to moonlight for me it's an emotional journey and i i I cannot wait until the film actually comes to the uk so i can go and see it but i'm just wondering have you seen the film with an audience yet and have you been able to kind of um enjoy seeing the film and hearing the music from the big screen
1: That's a good question. I have, um, I was, I was lucky enough to get the chance to go to, uh, the Telluride festival where we premiered the film. And, uh, so I was able to sit with the audience and see the film for the first time with everybody. Um, and yeah, it was a very moving experience. It's, uh, it's, it's an interesting experience always because, you know, you're, you get very close to the project and, Mm. um, And, you know, you get very focused on details and things that you're, you know, things that are at the forefront of your mind. And one of the great things about getting the chance to sit with the audience is, uh, you, you start actually watching the movie as an audience member for the first time, yeah. yeah. you, you know, you start saying, you start feeling it, uh, with the community of the audience and with other people. And, um, I think throughout making the film, it's always good to try to have that perspective. I mean, I think when I'm when I'm writing, I'm always trying to think what, you know, ultimately the most important thing is how is the audience going to experience this? What is that perspective? Um, uh, but you know, you don't really get that feeling until that moment when you're with the audience watching it. So, uh, so yes, I had a, I had a, you know, Uh, a a wonderful opportunity to to see it with the audience at that first premiere.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And it does seem like, as I mentioned at the top of of the recording, Moonlight just seems to keep going and going and going. It's opening in more places and more people are getting switched on to it. And everybody universally that I know has seen the film said, yeah, just... Go, but be prepared because you will cry, you will laugh, you'll you know you'll you'll be sad, you'll be happy. It's just it's it's such a wonderful film. So uh, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today, Nicholas. I know you're an incredibly busy man uh, with the success of Moonlight, but you're also you have some uh, some other big projects uh, coming up that I know you're working on now. So what is actually next for you?
1: Um, I but thank you, by the way, again. I, I'm, I'm, you know, really, uh, really honored to be here. I, um, I'm working on a film called Battle of the Sexes right now, uh, which is the story of uh, the Billie Jean King Bobby Riggs 1973 tennis match, mm. um, and that's directed by uh, the amazing directors Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Farris, and it stars Steve Carell as Bobby Riggs and Emma Stone as Billie Jean King. Uh, so I'm scoring that right now. And, um, and after that, I'm going to be scoring, uh, the, the new Oceans 8 movie, which is the next film in the Oceans, uh, franchise. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. So, <laughs> That's incredible. Are you, are you a fan of those films? I am. I'm a big fan of those films
1: and, uh, I'm really excited to get the chance to work on that. Um, I'll be, uh, I'm working with Gary Ross, the director, uh, who I've collaborated with before I scored Free State of Jones uh, earlier this year. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really
0: excited about that too. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, before I let you go, there's one question I always like to ask the composers I speak to. If you, if, if you were given a blank canvas to create any film score you could, like personally, I'd love to hear uh, a Nicholas Brittell score for a horror film. I think that would be fantastic. Um, is there anything that you would like to sink your teeth into?
1: That's a really good question. You know, it's funny you bring up horror because I've always, I've said to many, many friends over time, I've always actually wanted to score a horror movie. <laughs> I think, I think. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it, it's really cool. I mean, I think any, you know, w- one of the things that's wonderful about horror is like, it's, it's such a strong genre in the sense that uh, there are certain types of, Musical devices and ideas that you can really go for with it. Yeah. Um, so I think that would be really fun. Um, I also uh, and and I in in the works. I have uh, uh, ideas for a musical that I'm working on too. So I think a musical. Or, uh, or, yeah, horror would be fun too.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to everything that comes next. Uh, I really am. And, and I will continue to keep listening to Moonlight on a daily basis uh, until the record turns thank up. You. And then I'll just, just, just I'll listen to that. So Nicholas, thank you again for joining me. I do appreciate that you are a very busy man. So uh, it's been great to have you on the show and to uh, and talk about Moonlight. All right. Well, thank you again so much. And uh, yeah, really appreciate it. The score for Moonlight is available now digitally on CD with the vinyl release up for pre-order through Merch now.